Hey, hey Bays. This is Alicia. This is Katie. And this is Paige. And we are Crime, crime Bay. Bay. We are a true crime podcast bringing you at least one episode a week. And we are going to cover a wide range of topics uh, varying from the more known, well-known stories, your serial killers, to the more lesser known um, stories such as supernatural super- myths, yes. legends, cryptids. Yes. We know you guys want to know about Mothman. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Um and we're going to be fun and humorous at the appropriate times, too. And sometimes the inappropriate and times. And sometimes inappropriate. <laughs> we got to make ourselves laugh to keep from crying, you know? Make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Crime Bay Podcast. Thank you so much. We look forward to uh, making you a bay. Thank you, bay. Hasta la pasta. I'm Carmen. And I'm Joanna. And this is Live, Laugh, Murder. I want to learn how to say it in Spanish. Oh. Or German. Oh, okay. Listen, my family's from Puerto Rico. I'm very, grew up in America, very English-speaking household. Forgive me. Boricuas, unite. Live, laugh, murder. (laughs) Gosh, I wish you would have warned me. I almost spit my drink out. Hi guys, welcome to another episode. This is lucky number 13. Um, I don't think of it as an unlucky number. I think of it as a, I don't even really believe in luck, but it's fun mm. to still play along. Lucky number 13. My friend, um, that was her number. That was her favorite number. 13. High school, yeah. She was number 13. Awesome. So today's episode is going to be a little different than our usual content. Oh, you're so weird. You're looking at me weird. If you have seen the title, then you know, but I'm telling Joanna, this is a listener tales episode <gasps> somebody wrote it or is it about them multiple people wrote in and i'm going to share with you five stories oh of God. different people we, go ahead do you want me to be my florida man no you will you will you will oh. but i wanted to give our listeners and you the lowdown oh my gosh five people five people like us enough to write in yes uh, it's amazing with their, t- with their stories oh, I'm so and excited. i'm so excited i am so hyped so all five were sent to us through either instagram or our gmail which is what <laughs> you always put me on the spot. I just wrote to the to live laugh murder pod at gmail.com. Thank you. So if you have a listener tale, send it on over. You're gonna hear our very first listener tales episode, and I hope we can do more in the future. Um so okay, wait, we had somebody write in before, but it was a movie or a, a true crime story. This is like Are you asking if they're all facts? I guess I can't. You can, and I'll tell you that answer after you tell me that your Florida true. man story. Now, do I know any of these people? Personally. I'll tell you that answer ah, later. Carmen. Later. No, one person you do know personally. It's a friend of ours. And it was the first listener tale ever sent. So, Ooh, and I actually okay. have more stories to share, but I couldn't. Yeah. It would, or this episode would have gone on and on and on. So we'll do it later. I capped it at five. Okay. Okay. Florida man. Okay. Land of the <clears throat> fucking crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. So this. Where people drive like shit and walk really slow. Mm-hmm. And then commit crimes. And commit stupid crimes. Stupid crimes that make no sense. No sense. I 
I will have to say right now I'm already much more relaxed on this episode uh-huh. than the other one. Because our last one, do it. you did a great job. <laughs> okay. You did a great job. And we got a great response on that. So Thank you. So you need to do it again. Oh, okay. Gosh. Okay. So this was uh, sent to me from our friend Amy. 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 Amy has sent us one before. Yes. And I just love, love it because it saves me the time and energy to search for them. So Amy is basically doing your work. Yes. Amy, would you like to work for us? Yes. I'll pay you five cents a week. <laughs> Send us your, your, uh, <laughs> your Venmo. <laughs> Send us your Florida man every time yes, for joining. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate go. you. Okay. So this story comes from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, last week or last episode was Miami. Keep yes. it up. So a Florida man. Was, was receiving intimate services from his passenger. Passenger? Mm-hmm. And lost focus of the road and crashed head on into a FedEx truck <sighs> last Thursday. Wow. Yeah. So intimate. receiving some intimate services while driving. Slab on my knob. Like corn <laughs> on the cob. <laughs> the, the driver <laughs> and passenger were seriously injured in the crash. I would imagine... Well, especially the person doing it. Yes. Uh, the her picture. Ha- her or his. Uh, keep we don't going. know. It, that doesn't say. Okay. While the occupants of the FedEx truck reportedly faced no injuries. I'll well, show you I the sh- picture. Yeah. The dry. Oh, I'm sorry. According to the report, the driver and passenger were heading northbound on North Ocean Boulevard when the driver became distracted by the sexual deeds. I can't imagine why. <laughs> the. That his passenger was performing and swerved into southbound lane, crashing into wow. the FedEx truck. Oh, no. Yes. According to the report, both driver and passenger were treated at the scene <laughs> for lower body injuries. Oh. Oh, do you think he... Mm, it got bit? Oh, oh. The injuries ooh. report purportedly did not appear to be reproductively catastrophic. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it says, and that's, that's it. It's a very short article. Uh-huh, that's okay. Um, the title of the article is Florida Man and Woman Seriously Injured After Crashing During Sex Act. And oh. here's the photo. Let I mean, see. the airbags went off. Wow, it's like head on. Yeah. Oh, her poor head must have been mashed under the steering wheel oh. while giving head. That's oh. just... That's that that's unfortunate. Hurts. That's unfortunate. That's like when you watch someone stub their toe. Ooh, I'm cringing. Ooh, ooh. Could you imagine like driving behind that person and being like, "Where's where?" Oh, oh. And then the cops come and it's yeah. like, "Why is she?" Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Why are, where are your pants? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful. Poor girl. All right, thank you. That one was intense. Yes, that's. Thank a, you. I like the shorter ones. So do I. All right. So if you have been a listener for a while of Live, Laugh, Murder, then you know we like to have a little twist on our show. Joanna, would you like to explain what our twist is? It's not a true crime only podcast. No, because you do some research on either a true crime or a movie that involves a murder or of some sort. Actually, one of them wasn't a murder. Right? Something horrific. Something bad happened. Spooky, creepy horror films. And I have to figure out if it is true crime or a movie. A, a movie plot. Of, yeah, plot of a movie. Yeah, so if you're new here, if this is your first shot, go check out one of our other ones. Um, if it's a true crime only episode, it will be labeled that. We have one so far and I have another one in the coming, our next true crime only episode, which I'm actually super excited about. Anywho, and but the rest are 
movie plot or true crime. Yeah. However, today is listener tales. So, and I have to figure out if they're true or well, not. He, well, I'm going to let you know. Oh. So I did a call out to our fiction writers and I had one respond out of all of the stories today. So one is fiction and the rest are fact. Okay. So of our five listener tales, one will be a fiction story, which I'll reveal immediately right after. It's not, doesn't have to be a guessing game. The rest are all facts and so crazy. Ew. Okay. okay. I'm so So intrigued. we have five stories. We have a cool mixture of tales. Some are short, some are long. It's a good mix. So let's go. So we're going to start with number one. This one was sent to us from Cecile. And Cecile says, well, I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Cecile, thank you. This is crazy. They ran out of the house one by one, several of them bald and nearly naked. Their bald? Ha- their hair and clothes burned off in a New Year's blaze that police say was set by a relative wielding kerosene and a homemade torch. Everyone came out yelling, he's crazy, he's crazy, neighbor Viviana Bruno, 31, told the Associated Press on Wednesday as she recalled the fire that claimed five lives and critically injured several people. The first person out of the two-story home was nestled near the mountains of the central town of Florida was Samuel Molina. He ran across the street to his house where Bruno and other neighbors laid him down on the cool tile floor, opened a hose, and poured water on him because he was on fire. Molina was the first to die. Also dead is the suspect's elderly mother, his teenage niece, and his nephew, Jesus Sanchez, who recently became engaged and had flown from Seattle with his fiancée, Kate Donahue, so his family could meet her. He brought his fiancée home for New Year's, and this is what happened. And he died. The couple was part of a group of 14 people that suspect Justino Sanchez Diaz, 45, had invited to the house he shared with his parents and sister for an early New Year's dinner. Police said Sanchez already had doused, listen to this, before they came, before the guests arrived, had doused the walls with gasoline and set canisters with fuel under furniture hiding in preparation. Nobody smelled it? I know. I thought that too. Including the dining room table. What? As the group sat down to eat, he came out with a tank of propane gas doused the people as they were sitting down at the table with kerosene and set them on fire with a homemade torch. What? Why? Did they say why? Family members have not speculated on a motive. Okay. And police say Sanchez Diaz has kept silent. Many people know the Sanchez family described as a warm and gregarious group. They live on a dead-end street in a home that has served many times as a center for neighborhood gatherings, neighbors said. According to the mayor, the community is still in shock. How long ago did this happen? We will have... I'm gonna. It was in 2011. Stop ignoring we, me. I know, I am ignoring you. We have not... This is a quote. We have not had one violent death, and in one day, several people Jeez. die. He said, nobody thought it could happen. That was a quote from the mayor. So, true crime or movie... I'm sorry, true crime or fiction story. That one, what do you think? Real. Yes, that's an actual story. And I told you there's all, I'm not going to go heavy on the true crime or or fiction story to, on today's listener tales. But yes, this is all true. Cecile messaged me on Instagram saying that she knows a person who was one of the victims who survived <gasps> this violent crime. <sighs> and 
she sent me the news article, which was super interesting. And I summed it up. I gave you like a rundown of the news article. I will link the full article in the show notes so you can see it all. Okay. Okay. If you're interested in looking up that more. And this was January 6, 2011. North Florida? It was not. So that's what I was going to say. No, that's okay. It actually is a town in Puerto Rico. Hence the mountains called Florida, Puerto Rico. Okay, when you said yes, Florida, I know, I know, I know. Mountains. Let's circle back. I know, and I point. So I pointed to Joanna when I said the word mountain. She looks at me. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> shush, shush." Um, it was just crazy. I looked up a little more about this guy Sanchez, his last name, and he was sentenced <laughs> to 198 years in prison. Sure. Yeah, in Puerto Rico. Yeah, in Puerto Rico, he is insane, and that's disgusting. That story was wild. Thank you for sharing it. Wow. And they and he won't he didn't give a motive? He just No accepted no. his fate? Yeah. I mean there's a more to the trial that I didn't yeah. go into, but I just was a listener tale, so I didn't go too deep dive. I just looked up what was his sentence and is he still alive? Is he? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's in prison. How old was he? He was forty five. When it, he when he did it? Mm-hmm. I think that's what he said. Forty five, yeah. Well, you and you're a right. lot of names. So I, I did got a, a little confused. But the thing about what you said about didn't they smell it, I don't know. I don't know why. They didn't. I mean, maybe like the mixture, there was food. The food. What did you walk in and be like? Well, in Puerto Rico, I mean, speaking from my family that lives there, a lot of windows open, no air conditioning, very outdoorsy, breezy. I don't know, honestly. It's just what I'm assuming. Yeah. But that's a good point. Okay. Okay. That one one was good. On to the next one. Is this, I'll have you guess this one, okay? Okay. Is this a factual tale or is this a fiction story? Written by one of our fabulous listeners. This one is very short, but that's okay. I love short. It's okay, yeah. (laughs) Sent to us by Lisa on Instagram. Hey, Lisa. Lisa. So she says the following. Okay. Several months into dating my boyfriend, we were at my house and were looking through some of my old childhood photos and came across my t-ball team picture from kindergarten. And he said, why do you have my t-ball picture? I said, it's my t-ball picture. What are you talking about? Stop. Looking closely at the picture, it turns out we were both on the same team and we were both holding up the team sign in the middle. Stop. Fast forward to now, we have been together for 17 years, married almost 12, and have two kids. The end. They were found out as adults that as children, they were on the same t-ball team. I must say true. It's true. Yeah. Yes. Things like that happen. I've seen things. Like there'll be photos be like, that was me. I, why doesn't that happen to you and me? Because we grew up in two different states. Did you ever vacation in Pennsylvania? No. <laughs> actually, actually. Go. Once yes. in 2006. Uh, well, I wasn't there in 2000. <laughs> From 1984 to 1996, were you in Pennsylvania? No. Come on. All right. Never were, uh, were you in Michigan from 1983 to 2007? Absolutely not. Okay. I so have never it. been there. I want to go. Okay. Take them with you. you. Okay. Number three. This one was emailed to us and they wish for their name to not be shared. Boo. So we will respect that. Okay. We'll smack you. I know. I just nosy. I know you are. <laughs> okay. Here's the story. In 1993, a woman named Willow Stowarski robbed a donut shop. She loved to steal and was a bit of a psycho. She never got caught for her robbery. Eventually, she ended up opening her own donut shop, <laughs> but with a twist. Initially, her shop did pretty well. Over time, though, her true knack for sick and twisted began to seep out. The donuts she sold uh-uh. looked, smelled, felt, and tasted like real donuts. No. But alas, some of them were not. Uh. Willow, <laughs> Willow would sneak in donuts that were made out of toxic material 
that would not only kill, but do it slowly over time. Your jaw is to the floor, almost like she was releasing a sickness into the body. It would take months before they would eventually die from her poisoning. (laughs) Don't take a sip when I'm telling you something like that. Months? Willow figured if they died right on the spot, everyone would know how and when. But if they ate many different foods, drinks, and others, you wouldn't even stop to think that a simple cute donut would do so much harm. It was risky, I'll say, but smart. She eventually got caught and had a life sentence for multiple murder counts and, well, food poisoning. How did she get caught? What do you think? That's insane. I mean, I'm going to say that's that's true. That's got to be true. That is our only fiction uh, today. And listen to this. You're going to die. This was written by my 10-year-old daughter. Psycho. You might want to go get her uh, evaluated. <laughs> it is completely made up. She does not listen to the podcast, That's guys. amazing. Your your 10-year-old came up I know, You want to say her name. I hear you. <laughs> She did. She is in an incredible writer. Okay, I don't let my children, they're seven and ten, listen to the podcast, and Joanna's daughter is two and a half. Two and a half. But my girls do know that mommy and Joanna have a podcast and she know they know the title and they know that we talk about bad guys and about bad situations and that we share stories and things like that. She came up with that on her own. She is a really gifted writer. It's impressive. What, what did you what was your response when she came gave you that story? Well, first of all, she's been, that's a good question. I was really impressed because, hello, she does so good. She's 10. She's going into fifth grade. But I will say she's a gifted writer. She's actually writing a book right now. Uh -uh. And she has a lot of stories that I've put together, like stapled bound. You know, I want to put them together in like an actual hardcover book because she does a great job. I'm proud of her. Good for her. I know. And I know this, honestly, this that little snippet doesn't even scratch the surface of her ability. I mean, I know every parent is like, my child is the best, but my child is the best. Yes, you have a good one. <laughs> I know. And I know with that, it's crazy with that story and the content she talked about. She's a fully well-rounded child, but people. She, yeah, so if she knows what we're doing, then her yeah. mind went there. Yeah, so she wanted to talk about a bad guy and she yes. made up that story. Wow. I- <laughs> different donuts doing different, like... Could you just imagine? I'm I'm going to let her listen to this part because I think she'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's me. Yeah, I know. She's going to get such a kick out okay, of it. Okay, go. That was cute. So the rest of them are real. So yes. no more guessing. Okay. So let's dive right into number four. That would be, wait, real quick. That would be go like a good movie, too. You think so? Yes. You should tell her that. Tell her that when we you see her next. I'm just picturing, like, a little small town. Like, yeah. nobody suspecting the sweet little lady. It was just too cute not to put in. Yeah. Okay, go. For future reference, um, before we go on to our next one, I am still putting the shout out out there for our fiction writers. So please don't be put off. If you have a story in your mind that you want me to read to Joanna on the podcast, do it. Send it to us. Because why not? Let This is an open podcast, true crime sometimes. True that crime is, sometimes. That is our subtitle. All right, number four. You get shirts. True crime. Sometimes we should get shirts. We need some merch. Let's hook it up. All right. Fourth one sent to us from Katie. This is number four of five. Okay. Oh, I can't. This one freaks me out. Ooh, Katie. She just dives right into her story. No introduction. So we're just going to dive right in. Sure. Let's go. While visiting from college, I was staying at my parents' house, which has had some death there before they ever lived in the home. 
Wait, wait. There was death in the home? The previous owner had passed away, living in the home sometime before my parents bought it. Ew. Okay. Okay. They would often make jokes about their quote-unquote roommate, (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. a ghostly figure of a tall, thin man who wore a brimmed hat. Stop. They both had claimed to have seen him in different parts of the house. I just thought they were joking as I was kind of skeptical at the time. Well, that changed as I spent more time in the home. Mm. One afternoon during my stay, I was sitting at the kitchen counter eating lunch. Daylight, my friends. When I clearly saw a man pass by the doorway to my parents' bedroom. (laughs) Got goosebumps. (laughs) At the same time, as I am watching this leg of a man pass by in front of me, I hear my stepdad's voice come from the hallway behind me. I drop my fork and scream, I thought you were the one who just walked by the doorway in front of me. My Mm. stepdad was the only man who lived in the home at the time who is actually alive. Mm -hmm. So there would be no other man in the home, which would leave me wondering, what the heck did I just see? Or I mean, who the heck Mm -hmm. did I just see? Perhaps the old man ghost? And she put a ghost emoji. (laughs) With the tongue? I am not done. (laughs) Yeah, with a little like tongue. Fast forward one to two years later, and this is sad. But we're going to keep it going because I'm going to read it how she said it. Fast forward one to two years later when my stepdad committed suicide in the same home. I know, it's breaks, it's... He was suffering and in lots of pain daily. We made peace with it over time, but I had to move into the home to help my mom with life and bills, and this was very, as this was very traumatic for Mm -hmm. her. Well, the activity in the home spiked to an all-time high. My bedroom TV would turn on and off on its very own, randomly in the middle of the night, even when it was unplugged. Oh, stop. Right now. (laughs) I I I do not claim this energy. (laughs) Sage, Joanna. I tell no lies about this. So trust me, I was freaking out (sighs) while my mom chuckled and would say, oh, it's just Phil, the name of my my late stepdad, saying hi. Oh, gosh. Uh, The last spooky thing to happen to me before I said, I've had enough, I'm out of here was one night while drifting off to sleep. Oh, my God. Oh, Carmen. <gasps> one night while drifting off to sleep, I felt my bangs moving in my hair. So I opened my eyes to see my bangs being played with and twirled around as if someone was playing with my hair. Stop. Picture <laughs> like, oh, picture this. Laying no. on your right side with your face on your pillow and your bangs are standing straight out as this defies gravity and there was no fan on. Even if there was a fan, I don't think they would. I screamed and ran to my mom's room. That was it for me. Bye, mom. You can stay with the dead guys if you want. Oh the my end. Gosh. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> like, where, when, where is she living now? Oh, her mother did move into a different home. They sold the home. After that, yeah. I just, it's just, I have read this like seven times. Uh, I can't stop. Feel okay? No. Do you need a hug? No. <laughs> Don't touch. No touchy, touchy. Whew. All right. One more. You ready for the last one? Number yeah. five? Yeah. Of our listener tales? Wait, have you ever had a paranormal experience? Yeah. We what? had one at, at my townhouse. Her name is Gretty. You See, you're freaking out over the these guys and you had... Wh- Gretty. She would turn our TV on. The dogs would sit and stare at the corner. There'd be no noise and they would just look. What? All of them. I mean, we had at that time, I had... I'm uncomfortable. Jake, and then my roommate, Ralph, and he had, I had t- two dogs. Jake had two dogs. He, Ralph had a dog and Good a Lord. cat. Jeez. And all, I know. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't get kicked out. Because <laughs> we were over the limit by 
four animals. Yeah, seriously. But they would just all look up at the corner. All the animals? Yeah. And the lights would be... We'd, have, we'd come home. Lights would be on. Yeah. I mean, she was friendly. She didn't do anything really bad. She was just like, hey, guys, I'm here. Yeah. We accepted her. I think that's what it was, because we accepted her. We'd be like, what wow. up, Red? Yeah. So what about this story makes you... Just the touching, because oh. she never touched. Yeah. And I keep like, touching my forehead. The TV never was on when, like, or didn't come on when we were home. And okay. we knew it wasn't us because, like, when you turned our TV on, you had to, like, do the down arrow and move over. Like, you had to do a buttons to get to the actual live TV. And it would be. It, and it was on CNN, and <laughs> none of us watched CNN. Gertie? Yeah. Gretty. Gretty? What? Yes. Who came up with that name? I think Ralph did. Oh. Okay. Gretty the ghost. Yeah. She was nice. And I even got to, like, the point where, like, if it was my birthday, uh-huh. Ralph would, like, sign the car, like, love Gretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brought out my Elmo laugh. <laughs> See, there it is. <laughs> I need to come up with a new laugh. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. All right. I never had a paranormal experience, like, per se. Wow, that was really, like, 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 per se. When I went to St. Augustine last fall, we did the ghost tour. Mm-hmm. And at night, Brett and I, and it was actually really cool. And it was cold. It was perfect. It was Thanksgiving weekend or a week or whatever. And I took pictures where, like, there's a cemetery where this little boy died by climbing a tree. I don't remember the whole fucking story. Climbing a tree, was being taunted, maybe chased, or maybe wasn't. I don't remember. And he fell out. He died. So there's so much about this story. He has, there's one tiny little gravestone Mm -hmm. and no other gravestones. They're like, 20, 30 feet away from him. His is alone. That's he has weird. his own spot. Why? I don't remember. So they said the our guide who was like all dressed with like a top hat and like a cloak and a cane. It was so cool. And he says, take pictures here. And he tells us what you might feel. He's like, you might feel a little tickle like on your arm or you might feel like itchy here or like just telling us what people feel. When I took pictures, there's like dots in the pic, like a green little orb. Like little the orbs? Dot. Yeah. Not an, I wouldn't call it an orb. It was like a dot in the picture. And I forgot that that happened until recently. But yeah. yeah. And then we went to this other part where he said there's like a ghost girl that comes in and out of the entrance of St. Augustine. And he said, take pictures. And I saw more dots. Ooh. And then he said, people will see this little girl like asking kids to play. And then they look and then the girl's gone. Mm. I saw a video of Go. a guy singing in his stairway up on like the other balcony of stairway. I don't know. What is it? Like when you walk up your stairs and you're like, you can look out. Balcony? You know what I'm sure. About? Yeah. But like inside the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was singing and they're like, look at the bottom corner. And this little girl what? No. comes in the frame and then comes out. I'm getting goosebumps. And he walks down the stairs, like, because he didn't realize it was there because yeah. it was so small. And in their dining room, the uh-huh. old owners left the frames, the picture frames up, and it was a little girl. In the picture. In the picture. Goosebumps. Stop goosebumps. Yes. Do you think it's real or staged? See, I don't know. I'm so skeptical. I am so skeptical, but like, still, like, whatever. It still creeps you out, right? Yes. It's still interesting. It's fascinating. That's it why is. we look into these things. That's why we watch these things. I'm in the middle of watching the Conjuring series. Uh, uh, uh. I'm on Annabelle Creation. I started this morning, and I. It's just. It's fascinating, but I'm still so skeptical. It's like with aliens, like the Paranormal Activity movies. I have had plenty of very, and you know this, extremely vivid dreams that are just. More than, okay, I'll tell you my listener tale. I'll tell you one little mini one before we go on to number five. Sorry, I keep you waiting. When I was in 
high school. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just throwing things around. Sorry. When I was in high school, um, my grandmother came and lived with us, right? Mm-hmm. And I, this is like high school going to college. And I went to college and she still lived in the home. And I always felt like I never visited enough, mm-hmm. never spent time enough. You know, when I was in college, the family, my grandmother ended up passing away. And it was sudden and it was, you know, diabetes and a fall, that whole thing. Okay. So I, after her death, I felt extremely guilty. Just like I didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't spend enough time. And I had a dream one night that I was back in that house, which my parents had moved out of. And I like wake up from a nap on the couch and I go to the bedroom because I hear things and I open the door and I see my grandmother, like probably 30 years younger than when she died. So maybe, maybe 20 years younger, healthy, young. Mm wearing like a white nightgown, jumping on the bed, playing with our dog that had passed away as oh, well. Stop. That was her dog too. It was like her dog and then our dog. I like that. Chloe was the dog. And in the dream, they're jumping on the bed, playing. And then they ju- she jumps, like leaps off the bed and runs up to me in the dream. And she was shorter than me. And she I hugs me. I know. And she <laughs> hugs me and she's like, I'm okay. Oh, stop. You're, everything's okay. Yeah. We're having that guilt. I had, I've only had, my grandma passed away one year ago around this Aww. time. Beginning of, end of June is when she passed. Uh-huh. And I have, I think I've only had two dreams. But like, I had a good relationship with her. Yeah. But I get so weird to like have those dreams. It's like, is, was it, is it them? Yeah. Is it uh-huh. your interpretation of the situation yeah. helping you cope? I don't know. That's weird. It's, that to me was the most intense experience where I'm like, I've always thought it was her. You know, it'd be an interesting show or episode. I know it kind of goes off of what were the whole premise of our show, but like hearing other people's paranormal things. That's a listener tales. Yeah. Yes. That would be really interesting to hear more of those. (laughs) Send us your listener tales. I would like to hear more. So you want a listener tales episode where it's just paranormal experiences. Or like ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts and stuff. See, you like this stuff. Well, because... I'm bringing you over to the dark don't, side. I know, right? Don't joke. <laughs> but, like, my daughter, when I was changing her for a little... Did I tell you this? For the you, longest you time. You told me, but you have to tell this story. She would look up in the corner. But hold on. Set the stage. Changing table near a window. Near a window. Yes. Curtain rod. And she would stare at the curtain rod all the time. Like, the end of it. And then she started talking to it. And it was like, bad. No. And then would hit the curtain and oh like, just gosh. say things. And I'm just like... What are you looking at? I'm like looking for like a bending shadow, over. Mm-hmm. seeing if something's mo- nothing. And then even now, still, uh-huh. she looks over in that area. I sage the house. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Good I sage the heck Maybe out of this gritty. house. Gritty. <laughs> but like she would Maybe hit the curtain and say no and oh. bad and like she. I'm like, what are you? Like there was no bug, wow. no nothing. So did you address? Yes, I said being? get out. Okay, get out. This is my house now. Yes. We don't need you here. Don't scare my child. And we know that there was a couple that lived here. We think the the husband died or the wife might have died in here. Mm-hmm. Old age. And then the woman, I can't remember which one died here. And then the other one was moved. and Like to a home or something. Yeah, and then she died. Okay, so how about this? Listeners, if you have advice for Joanna, yeah. seriously, no, this is for real. Send it. Because she keeps Let's looking hear- in the same spot. It doesn't yeah. move. And there's nothing there. There's no weird looking shadow. I promise. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. That was a little tangent, but Sorry. that's okay. It's a listener <laughs> tales episode. So we're allowed to do that. All righty. Yeah. Number five, listener tales. This story was 
This is the one I told you that is from a friend of ours personally. Had to share it. It is the first listener tale we received, and I've been holding on to it for a while anxiously. Is it the one with the good hair? I'm not telling you who it is until we're done, because I like torturing it. Even though I hated last episode when you tortured me with an episode, um, I just, whatever. Okay. I I can dish it, but I can't take it. Yes. Here we go. Go. Okay. One evening in December, a man named Scott was traveling to Lewisburg, Tennessee with his sons, Tanner, 16, and Lucas, 5. Tana, 16, Lucas, 5. Mm-hmm. To visit his girlfriend named Ella. Okay. Okay. They were planning to go hunting on Ella's property. Scott and Tanner went ahead to the tree stand while Lucas, five years old, stayed behind with Ella to play at the house. Okay. When bedtime rolled around, Ella tucked Lucas into bed with her and they drifted off to sleep. Later that evening, Ella awoke to what she thought was crying coming from Lucas hmm. and rolled over to find Scott in bed with her hmm. with tears in his eyes. Hmm. Her boyfriend. <gasps> When she asked him what was the matter, he casually mentioned that he killed his ex-wife, Melissa, because he couldn't take it anymore. What? Apparently, Scott and his ex-wife, Melissa, were in a heated custody battle over their son, Lucas. Tanner was Scott's son from another relationship. Oh, jeez, Tanner. Now listen to this. Ella laughed it off thinking this was all a ruse because how could he have done this if Tanner was with him and why would he so casually mention it in bed? She told Scott to get some rest and they would discuss it more in the morning. I'm sorry. This is not part of the story. I'm sorry. If I'm sleeping next to you and you say that, like, get the fuck up. What did you just say? (laughs) Okay. We'll talk about it in the morning. The next morning, Ella awoke to find Scott in the kitchen, making breakfast, humming along to some music. She she greeted him and he never mentioned what he spoke about a few hours earlier. So Ella assumed it wasn't true. And went on about her morning. Later that morning, Ella prepared to wash the laundry from the hunting trip the night before, but Scott said it was all taken care of. She didn't see any clean clothes or a pile of dirty clothes, but Scott said he took care of it, so she moved on about her day. Hmm. I mean, Mm. have you ever gone in the woods and not needed your clothing washed? Mm -hmm. Just, Just took them off and just ran. It's just gone. She had a great afternoon spending time with her favorite guys, and that evening, Scott and the boys headed home. Several days later... Ella was paid a visit by Uh the local sheriff's department and was asked about her relationship with Scott. Wait, wait. Where does Scott live in relation to That's a really good question. I don't know, but it was uh, not in the same town. That's all I know. About her relationship with Scott and where she was a few days prior. Mm. She told the police all about the hunting trip, spending time with Lucas, and the events of the next day. Mm -hmm. But it slipped her mind to mention Scott and his weird comments about murdering Melissa because he never spoke of it again. Yeah. Fair. Could have been like a nightmare he had or a dream. Or... The next question the police asked was if she had any guns. Well, okay. Of course she had guns. She lived in the middle of nowhere and was raised to hunt. Yeah. So she led the officers to her closet where she kept her guns and ammo. The questions... They questioned Ella about the types of guns she owned and what she used them for. She listed off what guns she owned and became puzzled when the police mentioned... That one of her guns was missing, yeah. a thirty-two caliber. Stunned, Ella didn't know what to think. Next, they asked her to search her. They asked to search her vehicle, where they found two thirty-two caliber caliber shell casings scattered on the floorboard. Upon further investigation, the police took a look at the burn barrel where <gasps> Ella burns her trash and found fragments of clothing that they took in as evidence. Ella corroborated what Scott had said 
about his events several nights prior. So the police had no further questions. About five days later, Ella went back to the police station with more information. She stated that she didn't know what time Scott returned from his hunting trip and mentioned the strange comment he made about killing Melissa. But I'm like, I bet that girl was like, you know what? No, no, the police are here. My gun's missing. Casings in the bottom of the truck. Uh-uh, I am not going down for this. Like, I bet she was like, woke up. And went back to the cops. And have they not? This is his, their girlfriend and boyfriend? Yes. They did not communicate? Okay. He went hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he hasn't spoken to, like, how did they not <sighs> speaking? Like, so many questions. All right, let me keep going. With information they obtained from Ella, as well as evidence obtained from her home, all signs pointed to Scott using Ella's car to drive to Melissa's house and kill her using Ella's thirty-two caliber gun. The police, however, needed to ensure that Ella wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. So they, of course, so they asked her to work with them in trying to implicate Scott in the murder of Melissa. Ella worked with the police by recording her phone conversations with Scott. And in one of those conversations, he confessed to killing Melissa. But why did this, sh- I guess he must have shot her from the car. I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to get into it. Um, and it's just like, it's got to be so scary to record your conversations mm-hmm. with someone trying to see if they can, like, I can't imagine. No. Okay, here we go. Several months later, several months, Scott was in court for the murder of Melissa. The prosecution claimed that custody issues were the motive for the killing. The authorities didn't consider any other suspects and questioned the credibility of Ella's statements. In the end, the jury sided with the prosecution and Scott was sentenced to life in prison. Ooh. So this listener, before I go on, had said... That they they did want to play along with our movie, or I'm sorry, I keep saying that, with our fiction or fact element. But this is a true story, and I already spoiled that. My bad. So she broke it up in a really cool way. So she told us that part of her story, and then here's the rest of the story. So she did a great job, and I apologize for kind of botching that a little bit. This should have been the first one I told. It made you guess. But it's okay. Um, So here's the rest of our listener tale. After revealing what the, that this is obviously fact, Becky from Florida. Yes! <laughs> I knew it! Um, <clears throat> sent, the, sent us this story. Becky also has a connection to this case that I will not get into because I don't know if she wants that disclosed. But she knows some people. Hmm. Well, obviously, she knows the story. She told you the story. I know. All right. And this is all written by Becky. So she did a great job. Good job. All right. Here's the rest of the story. Melissa Atkins, the, the wife he killed, was a 36-year-old single mother of five-year-old Lucas who had a volatile relationship with her ex-husband, Larry Scott Reynolds, who they called Scott. Custody of their young son was always a point of contention between the two, and finally Scott had had enough. On the evening of December 15th, right before Christmas too, Mm. sad, Scott used his girlfriend's car to drive to Melissa's, sneak in the sliding door in the back of her home, and commit a terrible act of violence. When Melissa didn't show up to church the next morning, her parents went to her home to check on her. What they found was absolutely horrific. Oh, of course. Melissa was found lying face down on the bed with her hands zip tied behind her back. She was naked from the waist down. Mm. What a fucking douche. And had severe wounds on the back of her head. She was shot about four times at a close range, execution style. Mm. She also had abrasions on her arms. There were no signs of forced entry, and the detectives recovered a 32 caliber shell casing on the mattress. Based on the evidence found at Melissa's home, as well as the evidence recovered at Ella's home, whose real name is Eve, by the way. Eve? Yes. Becky changed the name for the story purposes. Changed to Ella. I know. Isn't Becky. that funny? We love you, Becky. <laughs> All signs pointed to Scott being the murderer. 
Eve worked alongside police to record her phone conversation where Scott uh, conversations where Scott eventually confessed. Scott is currently still in prison and will be eligible for parole <laughs> after 51 years. Scott and Melissa's son Lucas remained in the custody of Melissa's parents until he turned 18. I know. Eve is now married with a young daughter and remains in her Lewisburg, Tennessee home where Scott initially confessed that one December evening. Crazy. That is crazy is not even the word. I just, I can't believe people do these things. Well, and people know people that do these things. Six degrees of separation. Yeah. All right, guys. This was our first Listener Tales. I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. Only four cusses. Oh. That I, I, got, I just got so involved. I think because you read <laughs> just from the stories and there wasn't like any super horrific yeah. cuss or bad things except for that last one. Yeah, that was terrible. Oof. Oh, and the first one. Dousing the, the house Oh, on yeah. Fire. Yeah, you're free. You're getting senile in your old age, I Joanna. Am. You're turning 40 Ew, next spring. So, so now you're going to start winter. forgetting things. February. It's winter. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. March like, like it 20th. when you make me feel like I don't know things. Because <laughs> you're dumb. Because <laughs> I'm dumb. Huh? Um... Email us at live, laugh, murder, pod, gmail.com. We love you guys. Thank you. And let us know what you thought. Bye. Bye. Love you. And oh, live, laugh, but never. Murder. Never. Don't do it. Don't be like Scott. And don't be like Sanchez something. Just don't do it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.